You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 154. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there, Amy here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I hope your day is going very, very well, and I hope it gets a little bit better with this episode because the goal is to inspire you. Now, here's the deal. If you are creating content consistently, or if at least that's your goal, so if you are blogging every single week or podcasting every single week or doing a video show every single week, First of all, get up and do a little happy dance because you should be incredibly proud of yourself. It's not easy to create content every single week. That's why most people do not do it. So if you're doing it already, literally, I want you up and shaking it a little bit because that's a huge accomplishment. Now, if you're not there yet, but it is your goal, stay tuned because this episode is for you as well. This episode is meant to inspire you, give you some new ideas around content creation, and just make sure that you have some fuel to keep moving forward because I know that content creation is not easy. I remember early on in building my business, a woman was interviewing me and I had just started my podcast. I might've been 20 in at the time. And she said, you are known for being prolific in your content creation. And I had no idea what the word prolific meant. Literally, I didn't. I'm embarrassed to admit that, but I didn't. And I thought, I wonder what she's talking about. I figured it was a good thing because it sounded like she was paying me a compliment, but I had no clue. So I went home, I looked it up and I got this really big sense of pride. Like, yeah, I am churning this content out pretty regularly. I create a lot of content for my courses and in my interviews and in my podcast and my blog and my videos and all that good stuff. So I found this great sense of pride with being prolific with my content. However, I am here to tell you that although I churn out a lot of content, it never, ever is easy. Never is easy for me. So if you struggle with content creation, and by struggle, I mean sometimes you've got nothing. Like you think about something you want to create, you start kind of formulating the idea in your head, and then it's like, that sucks. That's not a good idea. It doesn't have wings. There's not enough to it. Or you just can't think of any idea. Or if you're anything like me, you think, I've already done that before in one way or another, or I don't know enough about that. I only like to teach on my podcast what I've done in my own business, which limits me sometimes, which is why I want to bring on guests to introduce you to new ideas. But just I could go on and on about the topic of struggling with content creation. It just doesn't come easy to me. However, as I mentioned, I've been told I'm prolific with this stuff. And I think the reason for that is I always have some formulas to go back to. I always go back to some old standbys that have served me well for years and years. And if you are feeling uninspired, if you ever feel stuck with your content creation, you just don't know what to write about. You just don't know what to make a video about or podcast. 
Or if you've been listening to me and really following my lead in terms of, I want you to do more Facebook lives, you might be thinking, Amy, I don't have enough content to do a weekly Facebook live plus a blog, plus all the other stuff that I'm encouraging you to do. I mean, content creation takes time and you have to feel inspired and you're not going to feel inspired all the time. So this episode is to one, get you inspired, two, give you ideas so that you can start thinking about your content in different ways to really recharge you and get you excited about creating some new stuff based on some of the stuff you've already done. So I'm going to give you some shortcuts along the way so you're not starting from scratch. In addition to that, I've got some surprising ways to get you inspired, ways that really have nothing to do with your market or your niche. And that's what the freebie is going to be. So I'm not going to tell you what the freebie is just yet, but let me tell you, it is extra, extra good. It's different than anything I've ever done before. It's going to give you a glimpse as to how I get inspired. I'm going to take you behind the scenes as to what I'm watching and listening to right now. And I'm going to give you a different way to come up with ideas, a way that has nothing to do with your market, your niche, your topic, whatever. Okay. So I'm just going to tease you with that. Stay with me to the very end. I'm going to give you my freebie. It's also on my show notes if you want to jump over there, but it's good. And it took me a while to come up with because I wanted it to wow you. And I think it will. So stay with me and I'll tell you about it when we get there. Okay. So this episode is all about seven simple content creation strategies that you can implement right away. And I'm going to run through these strategies and give you examples as to how I've used them. So let's get to it. If the idea of a photo shoot makes you want to pack a bag and move to a faraway land never to be seen or heard from again, then you and I are two peas in a photophobic pod. But the truth is, if you have an online presence of any kind, having professional branded photos can seriously uplevel your business. I wouldn't tell you this if it wasn't worth it and if I truly didn't believe it, my friend. So whether it's the camera you fear or the prep work that goes into planning the day, I've got your back with my free photo shoot planning guide. No matter if this is your first photo shoot or you're an old pro looking to streamline the process, this guide will help you find the perfect photographer, plan and organize the list of shots you'll need, and prepare for all the important but often forgotten day of details to ensure a smooth and successful photo shoot. And of course, I have a word of encouragement or two to help soothe any insecurities that may come up because I've been there. I get it. So head on over to amyporterfield.com forward slash photo shoot to grab your free guide and let's ditch those photo fears. amyporterfield.com forward slash photo shoot. If you've been at it for a while, this first strategy is going to be incredibly valuable for you because it's all about revisiting your content. Yeah, you could use the word repurpose as well, but I'm actually not going to tell you to repurpose it. I just want you to revisit what you've already put out there. Now, for some of you, this might be years of content. Others, it might just be a few months. Either way, I just want you to try this on for size. So I want you to look at all the content that you've created. You can look inside of your products, look on your blog, look on the videos you've created, And ask yourself, could you put a new spin on any of it? So let me give you an example. Recently, I interviewed Jill Statton of Screw the 9 to 5. 
She was on my show a year ago and she had recently started a Facebook group. And so her and her husband, Josh, came on the show and they talked about their first year in starting this Facebook group, what it looked like, what it meant for them, the success they've had. But then a year later, I was talking to Jill and I realized, holy cow, you guys are doing things way differently than you did just a year ago. Things have changed a lot. Your strategies are different. You're smarter now and you're more strategic. You got to come back on the show. So we revisited what she was doing before and she talked about what she's doing now. With social media and with online marketing and the industry I'm in, things change so quickly that people approach things differently, like way differently in just one simple year. So I'm able to go back and think, okay, how can I put a new spin on this? How can I talk about it differently? Here's another example. I might've talked about Facebook ads in a really specific way a year ago, but Facebook ads have dramatically changed. So I can talk about that episode that I did a year ago and say, here's how things are different. Here's how you can approach this now that this has changed or that has changed. So it makes sense for my industry that I can revisit content, put a new spin on it, talk about it differently, talk about the changes, but it gives me new episodes. So I do that a lot throughout all of my content. Now you might be in a totally different industry, but don't poo-poo this idea. What a strange word or phrase, right? But don't discount this idea because it could be very valuable for you as well. Look at the content and think, how am I teaching this differently now? Or what's different about me or my students or about the content or about trends that are happening right now? How could I give this a new spin? Or how could I piggyback on this, add to it, make it better? So you can revive that content and then add to it. So you're repurposing in that sense, but putting a spin on it. There is always a way to do this. So revisit your old content and find new ways to introduce it. That's number one. Number two, start at the beginning. Here's what I mean by this. Let me give you a really simple example and then let me apply it to maybe how it might look in your world as well. When I say start at the beginning, I mean just that. When you are thinking about your students, your audience, and you're thinking about what you want to sell to them, your programs, products, or services, whether you're already selling or you're planning on selling soon, think about what you plan to sell. And then I want you to back that bus up. I mean, really back it up and think, where might my really big beginners start? Like the beginners, beginners in your audience, where would they need to start? Even if you don't teach this stuff in your products, even if it's not part of your product suite, I want you to think about where they need to start out with and where they're likely struggling. So for me, I did an episode literally called, Where Do I Start? It was episode number 105. I'll link to it in my show notes. But I looked at my audience and thought, if they're overwhelmed and they don't even know if they want to create a course or they don't even know how to get started with list building or they have no idea what they want to do with webinars, where are they likely standing right now? And I had to really back up. It's a little bit painful at first because I had to put myself in those really early years of my own business and think, what do I wish I knew? And there's an episode for you right there. If you think about your audience and think, What do I wish I knew 
when I was in their position. Now, you might not have ever been in your audience's positions, but a lot of my students have been there already. So if this is you, think, what was I thinking? What was I feeling? What do I wish I knew way back then? And start there and create a blog post about that or a podcast episode or whatever it might be. Also, here's another way to look at it. How could you give them a head start in whatever it is on a grand scale that you're helping them with? What would give them a head start or spark some momentum for them? What has to happen even before your products or services or programs can help them? What might stop them in their tracks way before they ever even get to you? So that could be a piece of content or something even bigger, like a series. And I'm going to talk about that next. But the question is, where do they need to start and how can you help them get started? That could be a really cool podcast episode, blog post, whatever it might be. Now that leads me to number three, which is create a series. And this could be all about how to get started, but it doesn't have to be. So a lot of what we teach feels heavy sometimes to our students. I know I'm totally guilty of this. And more often than not, I need to stop and think, how could I break this up into a series so it doesn't feel totally overwhelming? When I'm teaching inside my courses, I do a lot of breaking up the content. So one module might have six videos in it because I broke it down into bite-sized pieces that people can digest. Well, you can do that with your content as well. And the magical thing about it is instead of having one podcast episode or one blog post, all of a sudden you have three. And let's face it, I think if we're being really, really honest, most of our audiences want things in bite-sized. I don't know about you, but when I go to watch a video online, the first thing I do is see how long it is. And I need to remember this because I know I'm long-winded and I need to cut to the chase a whole lot faster in much of what I do, something I've been really cognizant of lately. And so how can you make it more bite-sized for them and break things up into a series? That way you can extend your content and here's the big clincher. It keeps them coming back for more. So I did this on my podcast in episode number 83 and 84. So 83 was cultivating a list building mindset. 84 was growing a lucrative email list. So I broke those up because when I'm teaching something, I think, okay, usually they got to get the mindset right and then they need to know the mechanics of it. You know, Tony Robbins says, as an entrepreneur, 80% is mindset, 20% mechanics. So when you are thinking about stuff you're teaching, is there a mindset component and a mechanics component? Mindset meaning what do they need to believe, understand, know in order to see results? The mechanics is what steps do they need to take? Right there, that's at least two different pieces of content that you can put on your blog. So I want you to think in terms of a series and a series is really fun when you stumble upon it and you realize, wait a second, this could be really good. Once you figure out your series, let's say it's a three-part series, four-part series of your blog, your podcast, videos, whatever it is, you name it accordingly. And so people know this is video one of four and there's more to come. Number two, you get to tease the next video or the next podcast when you're done with the first one. So you're always teasing the next week, which is always good. And number three, you get to make 
let's say if you did a four part every single week, you had one new content, you have a whole month where there's a theme around something. You're jumping on Instagram stories and you're teasing the content. You're talking about it on Facebook live because you have this theme and you're deep into it and you get to talk about it in totally different ways every single week because you're breaking down the content. I love a good series, especially when done right. So here's my tip for you. You've got to get out in front of it. Don't just put it together willy-nilly, but sit down, give yourself a day or two to literally work out the series, give each series a title, be clear with yourself as to what you're going to include in each of those series. So it really is something that is not only stellar, but you can go back to it again and again and again. I don't know about you, but there's a few pieces of my content, especially on my podcast that I'm constantly going back to. I'm meeting with people I'm referring to. There's probably three podcasts that I refer to the most. Tiger Time is one of my most popular. Where Do I Start is a big one. And there's another one, episode number 100, which I talk about staying horizontal or taking things vertical in your business. These are foundational things that help my audience no matter where they're at in their business. So I find myself talking about those in different videos. I'm at a networking event. I'm encouraging people to go check it out. And so if you have some of these core pieces of content, you can kind of pimp it out in all these different ways. A series, you could go back to that thing again and again. You can get a lot of mileage out of it. And so I think that's what makes it so appealing. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Today's episode is sponsored by the social media management platform Dash Hudson. In today's ever-changing digital world, staying ahead in social media marketing is more complex than ever. That's where Dash Hudson's latest social media trends report comes in handy. And if you know me, you know I love a good trends report. As featured in Forbes and Business of Fashion, Dash Hudson's free in-depth analysis reveals how a blend of organic, creator, and paid strategies can supercharge your content's reach and impact. This comprehensive report will also showcase how leading brands are perfecting the content life cycle, how TikTok shop is dominating the social landscape, and what this means for those of us who are marketing using social media. 
So download Dash Hudson's free social media trends report to start perfecting your content today by visiting dashhudson.com forward slash podcast. Okay, so moving on to number four, teach from stories. Stories will always inspire you with new content, but in order to create these stories, you got to get out there in real life. You've got to network. You have to work with people. It might be someone that you just decided to help because you want to be a good friend, or it might be a client that you're working with. If you work with clients, you've got a lot of content ideas. You do not need to say their name or give away their personal information, but you should always be thinking about your clients, their struggles, their questions, their triumphs, and finding ways to weave that into your content. Now, for me, because I don't take clients and I don't do any kind of consulting, for me, my recent experience with stories is that I helped a good family friend with her webinar, and it didn't go so well. For the record, the webinar she did was amazing, but I've talked about it again and again. I know, I think my ego's bruised a little bit with that one, but I talk about it again and again because she didn't have any pre-launch sequence whatsoever. So I won't beat a dead horse because I've talked about this too much on the podcast, but when she went out to promote her webinar, she didn't have a lot of money to spend on Facebook ads, but she also didn't have an email list that was paying any bit of attention to her because she hadn't emailed them forever and she didn't have a relationship with them. And this reminds me, I was just going through some B-School content of Marie Forleo's and she was saying that people say that the money's in your list. It's not. The money's more in the relationships of the people you have with your list. And it's so true. You've got to have that relationship. Doesn't matter how many people you have on your list. And my friend just didn't have that relationship. So her launch didn't work out as planned and she was heartbroken. Now, because I was in that with her, I got to talk with her. I saw the tears. I I saw the struggle. It was very near and dear to my heart. And it created so much empathy for me that I had for my students. And then from that, I was inspired to talk about it and find solutions. And from that, episode number 149 was born because I wanted to teach my students to never have that experience and instead create a 90-day pre-launch formula. So a really great piece of content came from me working with someone one-on-one. And again, I don't do consulting, so it just so happened it was a dear friend And it felt even more personal to me because of that. One way to get inspiration is to get out there and help people do the work, get in the trenches with them. And believe me, these stories will help you create new content. So if you have stories already that you've never used, spend 10 minutes and brainstorm every story that might lead to some new piece of content. We all have different stories of how we created our business, where we struggled, something in our childhood, maybe something that you could take away from your college days. You have stories that have shaped you and have helped you get to where you have gotten today, whether they're great stories or stories of struggles. All those stories can help you create new content. You just have to give yourself that white space in your mind to take some time to think about them. But you can create new stories every day if you just get out there, network, help people, get out there in real life. Believe me, the stories will come. Okay, so number five is ask your team. And I'll go through this list one more time before I wrap up. Number five is ask your team. This is a great way 
to really pay attention to what your audience and your existing students need and want. And it's one of the easiest things that most people never do. And I find myself forgetting to do this as well. So at the end, I'll talk about a little system you can put together to make this happen more regularly and automatically. But here's the deal. I have a customer service team. Her name is Kate. She's my team. I have one gal that answers all your questions. If you email me, you likely will hear from Kate. I also have a community manager, Lindsay. If you're a student of mine, you definitely know Lindsay. And so these gals are on the front line every single day. They know even more than I do what kind of questions are coming up regularly. And so lately I find myself saying, Lindsay, what are you hearing? What are people asking you? What comes up the most? And this episode was one thing that she had mentioned not too long ago that people struggle with content creation, coming up with new ideas. What should they write about? What should they podcast about? She sees this coming up across all three of my paid Facebook groups for all three of my programs. Also, I can go to Kate and say, Kate, What are some of the things that people are asking about when they're emailing us? Where are they struggling? What are they asking for? What do they need? You can also do this by what people are posting on your social media channels. The thing is, we tend to not pay attention close enough and realize, wait a second, there's a blog post in that, or there is a podcast episode or a video or whatever it is. One thing you need to do is you need to put together a system. And I am obsessed with Google Docs, absolutely free, easiest tool to use. And you can just put together a grid where at any time, anyone on your team can hop over to this Google Doc, copy and paste a question. And if you want to get more organized with the grid, you know, the date that it was sent in, the name of the person, whatever you want to do, I like to kind of go a little bit of the extra mile, but have them have a place that they can copy and paste. And in the moment when they're busy, they know it's just a quick copy paste, jump into the Google doc. That way you have a library of actual questions from the people that matter most, your audience and diving deeper, your students. You'll see the words they use, the language they're using to ask the questions. You'll see exactly how they asked it. And you can read between the lines to find even more content. But we have to go back to our team. Even if you have a small team, there's other people on your team that know what kind of questions are being asked. That's the kind of stuff that should be fueling our content creation. But if you don't have a system for it, it doesn't work out as planned. So that's what I've been doing in my business. I want a system for my team to have a place to always put that content. Okay. The next one is go for a deep dive. Now, I talked about creating a series earlier. So you're taking a really big idea and you're chopping it up into multiple episodes or multiple blog posts. This is not a revolutionary idea. You've heard that before, but a lot of the times we need to hear it a few times and actually be encouraged to go make it happen. So we already talked about the series as a way to create content, but the deep dive is different. It's taking one concept and really drilling down, making it actionable, explaining it in detail, giving a lot of examples, maybe even weaving in a story. It's usually one very specific topic and going deep. I would say that episode number 149, all about the 90-day pre-launch formula, that's a deep dive into a pre-launch, what it looks like, how long should you be doing it, what are some things that you can be doing during the 90 days. So I could probably even take that in a deeper dive if 
here's an idea. And I just want to give you my own examples and you can make them into your own per the niche that you're in with the 90 day pre-launch formula. What I could have done is I could have made that a series because it's 90 days and each 30 days you're doing something different. So it could be a three-part series. I didn't even think of that. It just came to me now. But then I could take one of those, let's say that first one is all about creating consistent content and doing freebies every single week for 30 days, actually for 90 days, but the first 30 days, that's all you're doing. I could dive even deeper into that topic and talk about freebies and what freebies to create and give a bunch of examples of freebies and link to other people's freebies to show how it's done. A lot of links and examples and stories is a great deep dive so people really, really get it. You don't want to do a deep dive too much because it's overwhelming, but once in a while, you can take just one concept and go deep with it. And I think that people get immense value from it. That's how you get people coming back for more because they're thinking, holy cow, this is so good. I want more. Okay. The final one is create a quickie. And a quickie is more like you're in and out in the sense of, I'm going to give you a few quick tips few quick strategies. I'm going to focus maybe just on one thing and give you a few quick examples and I'm out. And this is something I actually probably need to do a whole lot more of. I don't know how to do quickies. This is getting inappropriate. It feels awkward, but you guys know I'm talking about content here. So I don't know how to just do that really quickly without giving you probably more than sometimes you need. So obviously I'm not perfect in all of this, but that's okay. You don't need to be. Remember, I get a lot of podcast episode downloads. I get a lot of people to my website and I don't have it all figured out all the time. There's areas that I definitely can be better at when it comes to content creation. One being this whole idea of a quickie. And the reason I love this idea is one, I know my own personality and I feel like I'm very similar to my students that again, I look at a podcast episode and I look, how long is it going to be? And do I have enough time? And if it was 15 minutes and I got amazing value versus someone else's episode that's a, an hour and I got amazing value, I'd probably choose the shorter one. So I think with how things are going now, the fact that people want to get in and out and on with their day, think of different ways that you can do these quickies and also, but I guess there's and or but or whatever, you have to make it valuable. What I see more often than not is that it's a quickie and it's like no substance whatsoever. And I hate that because now you've just wasted my time and I didn't get anything out of that. And I could have watched something else that was way more valuable. Remember, people have tons of options here. So I'm all about getting in and out, giving them some quick tips, strategies, tricks, whatever it might be, making sure it's actionable. They can do something with it and then you're out. And you can kind of pair some of these together because if you're going to do a series, that's your opportunity to break something down. But now maybe you have three quickies versus, you know, one big long blog post or whatever it might be. So you can do a quickie and a series and they kind of go hand in hand. My point being mix it up. So for me, because I typically have longer episodes, once in a while, throwing in a quickie is always a good idea, which I'm actually trying to do with this one. If I can get it under 30 minutes, well, I probably can't, but anywhere close, I feel like that's kind of a quickie for me. I'll keep working on making them even shorter, but I always have to walk away knowing I gave you immense value and you can take action. Not the easiest thing when it's a quickie, something we can all strive for. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. 
And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. So let me run down that list really quickly, and then I'm going to wrap up with some final thoughts. The list of seven simple strategies for content creation. Number one, revisit your content, not repurpose, revisit it, give it a twist, something new. Number two, start at the beginning. Number three, create a series. Number four, teach from stories. Number five, ask your team. Number six, go for a deep dive. Number seven, make it a quickie. So those are your seven simple content strategies. I gave you a bunch of examples so you can make them your own. Now, a few other things that are going to help you get inspired with writing your content or creating your content for a podcast or a video, whatever you're doing. I want to give you a system that we use internally just really quickly that will make sure that you are creating stellar content. And I want to take you through the process that we use because a lot of the times this process helps us eliminate a lot of the content we might've created. So here's what we do. Number one, intrigue. If my team comes to me with an idea or if I go to them with an idea, if it's a good one, we automatically get really excited. But then after that excitement, we quickly realize, okay, we need to know how this is going to look. So intrigue is important. If someone on your team or if you come up with an idea, if there's that initial excitement or, ooh, I want to know more, tell me more, ooh, that's good, that's a great sign. If your team's not so excited about it, right away, it probably is not going to be a great idea. So you're looking for that instant intrigue. Number two, inquiry. So after we have that initial excitement or, ooh, tell me more, I like that idea, we have to inquire. And I either ask myself or my team, what would be the steps here? So I want to think about how this might play out. And it's important that just initially I start to think, okay, what would be included? What would it look like? And a lot of the times, this is where many of my ideas go to die because sometimes that initial excitement wears off instantly when I realize this isn't hefty enough or this won't resonate with my audience or this has just been done before and it's kind of boring. So right away, just that initial inquiry, what would it look like? And if I realize there's not much to this, usually either I have to work on it more or it's just not an idea I go with. Now, number three is investigate. So if it makes it past intrigue and inquiry, I'm ready to investigate. So I'll sit down and say, okay, what would the outline look like? And I'll start outlining it out. Or Gina on my team helps with a lot of the podcast outlines. She'll outline it. 
And she'll think of examples and stories that I've told in the past or from other podcasts or just my life in general. And sometimes, believe it or not, me or my team will outline an idea, give it some bones, and then we realize it's just not going to work. We recently did that with an idea that we literally outlined the whole thing and we went through it together, Gina and I, and we realized this just isn't going to fly. Again, it came back to, I've done this before, this is boring, and I don't have a new spin to it, so I can't do this again. There's nothing new here yet. Now, that outline still is in Google Docs, and when we think of new ideas to add to it, put a different spin on it, um, come up with some new stories, or I might have a new experience, we can revisit it. But when we investigated, it just wasn't good enough. And so even though it was fully outlined, we didn't move forward. And then number four, if the idea is ready for the next phase, if we investigate, there's a good solid outline with some good examples, some stories to mix in there. Then we go for implement and we add the final meat to the outline. And usually there's always two people on anything that I talk about on this podcast, me and somebody else. So I'm not the only person that touches this content because other ideas will come from people on my team that know me well, know you all well, and know what you need. So I love to have a second set of eyes. Here's the thing. When I first started the podcast, it was always just me. But as my podcast has gotten bigger and better, and it's a real huge focus in our business, then I had the revenue. When the revenue started to come in, I had the revenue to find somebody to help me with all of this. So I always have a second set of eyes on my content now before I deliver it to you. And that's when new ideas usually come up. So the implementation phase is really fleshing out the entire outline, making sure we have all the pieces in place. Now, this could happen over a period of 30 minutes. It doesn't have to take forever, but this whole idea of intrigue, inquiry, investigate, and implement has served us well, stopped us in our tracks, and helped us move forward with great ideas that have proven to be really successful. Something really easy to run through, but it's always nice to have some kind of process. Okay, so to wrap things up, remember I said in the very beginning, I have a really, really good freebie for this episode. What I wanted to do is I wanted to give you 10 days of inspiration. And the inspiration really is going to have nothing to do with your unique market or your niche or your field of expertise. It's going to have nothing to do with that and everything to do with opening your eyes and your heart and your ears to new things that truly will spark new ideas. And I learned this from Copy Blogger years ago. I was listening to one of their podcast episodes and Brian Clark was saying that how he gets inspired is he actually watches movies that have nothing to do with what he does in his profession. He listens to podcasts that are totally unrelated. He watches TED Talks that are on totally different topics. And this inspires him and gets him thinking in new ways. And I've tried it in my own world, and it works like gangbusters. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you just a one-pager, 10 days of inspiration, and you're going to get kind of get to see how inspiration works in my world because I pulled some TED Talks and some podcast episodes, not the whole podcast, just very specific episodes that I think will inspire you and refuel you and give you that recharge that you might need. So if you're feeling totally inspired now, just download it, 
and save it for later. But if you're feeling stuck, if you need a little extra push, if you want to start thinking differently and open your mind and your heart to new things, I promise you it is going to fuel some new ideas for you. No doubt in my mind. So all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 154 download. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash 154 download, or you can just text the phrase 154 download to the number 33444. And let me tell you, remember, it's not all about the marketing stuff. I give you tons of how-to step-by-step marketing stuff. But I also know that in my darkest days, when there's the biggest challenges, when I feel empty or stuck, and believe me, it definitely happens even after I've created this wildly successful business, those days still happen to me. If I go to this list of 10 days of inspiration that I'm going to share with you, and I pull some of these and start watching or go on a walk and start listening, I see things differently. And my mind opens up in different ways. And one, I'm a little bit nicer to myself and a little bit more patient. And that white space starts to happen. And that's when the inspiration and the creativity and the new ideas come. And the foundation of your business is fueled by your content, what you're creating, your original content that you're putting out there every single week. You need to feel inspired and you won't feel inspired at all times. And that's why I created this very special freebie. Again, amyporterfield.com forward slash 154 download. I hope you grab it and I hope you find it as valuable as I have. And if you do, make sure to let me know online. Okay, guys, thanks so very much for being here with me. I love this episode. I love to share kind of behind the scenes how I work through things and hopefully it will help you as well. And I cannot wait to see you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 